PulpMX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a new week, a new episode. This is the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Thank you for downloading this episode, and thank you for subscribing. And if you know someone that likes dirt bikes and likes to talk about them, tell them to listen and subscribe, and it's a great show. So we're going to do something a little bit different this week. I thought uh, would bring my good friend Eddie Larratt in and talk about something that us older guys maybe don't talk about a lot. But first things first, before we talk about that, let's pay some bills. Rocky Mountain is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free. That's right. We all love that. Free. Three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why you guys should be going over to KieferIncTesting.com, clicking on that Rocky Mountain banner. It's the only banner on my site. And that gives us a little snippet of what you guys are purchasing, helps us out, keeps the show up and moving, and uh, produces information for you guys. So if you like it, please do that. If you're shopping, go to Rocky Mountain and do that if you can. And uh, this guy in studio has converted. That's right. He's converted to FXR Racing because there is a code KKMX35 over at FXRRacing.com. Save yourself 35%. I don't even know if you can get 35% off anywhere a set of gear unless you're sponsored. So if you're not even sponsored, you can still get sponsored by Kiefer Inc. And go to FXR, 35%, KKMX35. And if you're a lady, you like to moto down, you trail ride or whatever, or hey, I just want to go with my boyfriend and I want to look cool and I want to gear up in my XR100. I have a special lady code that you can email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll give that to you. I would actually put that out there right now, but I know you savages, you male testosterone-filled dudes would take that code and use it. I know better. But ladies, email me and I'll get you a code and we'll get you down the track or trail in a more beautiful, that's right, let's soften this up, a more beautiful manner. Yes, ladies, fxrracing.com for a special code. Racetech, go to racetech.com, get your engine and suspension serviced or make your engine faster. Andrew over there can do that. Get an ECU, Vortex. Racetech.com, sales at racetech.com, and use the word Kiefer, and that'll save you some money, and uh, you'll have a better machine. And, of course, all of our 2022 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding. There is a commercial that I recorded about Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Interest rates aren't low right now. And in my commercial, I was aware, I was told that, hey, Kiefer, you might want to re-record that thing because interest rates went back up. So, but if you want to get a refi or maybe get a loan for your house, Zach is the guy to do it. So listen to that commercial, get his info, and call him up. Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lit Pro, Fast Co, and OldTimersMX.com. You want to race, you want to get some longer motos, and be home by... 
uh, the Sunday night football game. Boom. OldtimersMX.com. Check them out. See where they're going all over the West Coast. So thank you to my 2022 sponsors. All right. So World Vet is done. We've, we've talked a lot about it, right? I went on Pulp, talked to shit ton about Galdi and Noof and Steve's rants and all these things and Glenn Helen and and I raced, and I did my show last week about how what I did and what was going on. But I have my guy, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Um, if you guys know, I talked about this in my last episode. Eddie Larrett, um, I've known him a long time. Uh, he's helping Aiden out with some of his practice bikes, helps me out with a lot of my stuff. So um, we get Eddie a bike or two from time to time, and he races and rides. And uh, he was preparing for the Vet Nationals. And there was some hurdles within that time that we were getting ready for the Vet Nationals. But this brought up a, I don't know, a light in my brain of all of you guys out there that listen to the show that just a normal blue-collar guy, right? You're going to work, and you said, you know what, I'm going to race the Vet National or whatever. You Maybe you have a, a race that you want to do three to four months down the road, and you're like, I really love to do good. I'm going to take my family. I'm going to go race. I'm going to have a good time. But there is a lot of roadblocks between now and the time that you're racing, right? So we've ran into some of those with Eddie. And Eddie came to the World Vets, raced one moto, packed it up, and went home. So within all of this, me and Eddie had a conversation on the phone after I caught home that weekend. And a lot of things in our conversation just kind of arose. I'm like, you know what? A lot of these things that you're feeling that has happened to you, um, just in general, bike stuff, life stuff is normal in our world. But I feel like we don't really talk about it as a motorcycle media company. And as you guys know, I'm more than just, hey, let's test motorcycles. I like life things. Obviously, Coffee with the Kiefers. I talk about experiences on the Pulp Show, and we bring those experiences in to my show. So why not bring Eddie in here? Let's talk about all these things and Maybe you guys out there can relate being older, you have a family, you have a mortgage, you got responsibilities, and there's more to life than motorcycles. I know I talk about motorcycles a shit ton on this show, and I love them so much. And not everybody's life revolves around dirt bikes like my family, um, because this is how I make my money, right? I make money riding a motorcycle, I make money talking about them, typing about them, testing them. You guys listening, 99.9% of you don't, don't have that position. So, Eddie, where do you want to start? Let's, let's, let's start by, we had a show here with you and Dave, and we said, hey, what do you want to race? You, you, you chose what you had a choice. just wasn't a Yamaha. You weren't going to ride a Yamaha because that was off the table. Right. Uh, and the bet was between my buddy David Martinez and you, and you guys were riding 40B class. Whoever won has to buy dinner. So it's a, it's a friendly rivalry, which we love. I love betting on things. I love uh, getting some things stirred up, giving, giving uh, people motivation for something. So we started there. Tell us how – give us the roadmap of what went down. So, yeah, we had that show, you know, and, and it was awesome. Like, I've known Dave – you know, for a really, really long time. And uh, I thought it just added, like you said, it just added a little spark to getting prepared for this race. Right. Um, you know, I, I've, like I said, I've known Dave forever. I know he was a trainer for Goose back in the day and stuff. So obviously he's a firefighter. I knew he was going to be fit. 
I knew he was going to be good, but I, I mean, it'd been so many years since I rode with him. I didn't know where our bike abilities squared off as. Right. So, yeah, I mean, when, when that, obviously I'm extremely competitive and I, I only, I don't want to say I only do things to win, but I do things to be competitive. And if I'm not competitive, it's it's not fun, rather frustrating. And yeah, it takes the fun out of it. Right. So when, when we decided to do that, I was like, well, cool. This gives you some, you know, benchmark. Like this is where we're going to. And, and the fact that you guys ride together. So you yeah. kind of know what's going on. Right. So like two months prior to the event, we started linking up. We were riding. You had some travel stuff. You were gone. Uh, Loretta's, whatever. There was a bunch of stuff going on in, in your program. So we started getting together. We were going to the track together. And early on into all this. Um, Before, oh, go ahead. Finish your thought, and I wanted to say something. So early on in, in all this, you know, like the first couple of times we rode, I was like, man, I'm, I'm in trouble. Because his fitness is so much better than mine. I think my raw speed was almost the same or probably at a times little a, bit, little a little bit better. better. Yeah. Uh, but the guy could just ride. I mean, he, he was doing 30-minute motos, and I'm out there dragging tongue to get 20s across the board. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of – I knew that my program had to elevate. It had to go off the bike. I needed to do more mm-hmm. to get my body physically better to be able to hopefully perform better on the track. So before we go any further – we obviously know you're a mechanic. We've you guys can go back in my archives and listen to that show about mechanic stories and Eddie tells stuff that you know where he's coming from. But give us your background, your home life, okay? So people understand where you come from, what you do, your you know, a wife, kids, what what do you got? Yeah. So yeah, I have I have a wife and two kids. How old? Uh, my kids are twelve and eight. Okay. And uh, been married fifteen. Uh, no, seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yep, married seventeen years. I I'm in the commercial air conditioning business. Uh, I'm a salesman, so I do get to work from home. So I do. It's I do have a daily duty, but mm-hmm. I, it's very some freedom. It's very open. Okay, you know I can work early, early's in the morning or late at night, and then be able to do some training during the middle of the day. Uh, be able to go riding, you know, at least one day a week during the week. You know, my boss was very lenient with that because of what I you know explained to him. And again, when I do that, I have to get up at three a.m get my work done in the morning, go riding, wash my bike, and then go back to work until probably six or seven. So when I do that, it it then transfers into everything I'm supposed to be doing with my wife mm-hmm. to help her get the kids ready for bed, dinner, school. And, and it was, at first, it was kind of a struggle. You know, it was like, man, I'm I'm redlining, and I don't want to redline, you know. I'm and redlining. you have a lot of energy. For I, I do. I do. About 40? I'm 44. For a 44-year-old guy, okay, Eddie's not the type of guy who doesn't sit still. Like, for me, as if I was – look, I'm very active. I ride. Physically, I do a lot. But Eddie's on the phone. He's in the garage working. He's got things at home with the kids. He's got to go here. He's got Jill. He's got to do stuff with Jill. Like, I'm taxed. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like, my life is very calm compared to yeah. yours. Like, I have all my duties here, but then when Heather gets home – I don't got a lot of shit going on, right? right. Like, it doesn't change much right. once Heather gets home. Right. Aiden's 16, so, he, you know, he floats and does what I do. Right. And when Heather gets home, we just all hang out. Right. There's Aiden's Dinner, past. chill yeah. out. Yeah. Right. But sure. you don't have that. No. No, I don't. I, I would say I have probably, what, 70% or 80% of the rest of the people that ride dirt bikes 
have, you know, I right. mean, it's a, I'm lucky that I don't have to go to a shop nine to five Monday through Friday. So that help with my program. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's stressful because right. I mean, this is all for fun, right? I mean, I ride dirt bikes for fun because I enjoy it. I'm not making money. It's not my job. Right. I just enjoy hanging out with my friends. I enjoy little things like we did for the vet worlds. The you rivalries. enjoy building bikes. I love building bikes. I love working on certain bikes. Right. You know, I, I not get a lot of people bring bikes to me <laughs> and I'm like, why did I get into this? Yeah. But you know, like that's why I've kind of shrunk my program down to this, you know, Kiefer and, and Aiden and your bikes and the test bikes and that. Cause Everything I get to work on is pristine. Right. It's good. It's newer. It's, yeah, it's what, you know, hey, we need to build a race bike. No problem. Give it to me. Give me the parts. Right. And let me go. So. Uh, okay. So I don't, I didn't tell you I want to talk about this before you got in here, but give us some background with Jill and things that have happened. All right. If you know what I'm talking about, like within your guys' family, th- close to your family, like some things have happened. Your your wife isn't anti motorcycles like some of my listeners. Some some of my listeners say, "Hey man, I love riding, but my wife's not pumped on me riding." I've been hurt one or two times, and and a, and my job has suffered. So if I get hurt again, my wife's gonna leave me. Or you know, my wife's like, "Hey, if you fucking crash again, that's it. I can't handle it anymore. I'm not taking care of you. Like I can't do it anymore." Right. So give us some background on Jill and the things that I that you know, obviously have happened that affected the whole family. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think if I told my wife tomorrow, yeah, I don't think I'm going to ride dirt bikes no more, she would probably say, why? Right. Just out of curiosity, but then be like, okay, I'm good with it. You know, like, go, let's go do something else. But right. she's never once told me that I can't buy a motorcycle. I can't ride a motorcycle. I can't do what I want to do on a motorcycle. She's, as you've seen, very supportive. She's yep. always there. She would be there every day that we would ride on Tuesdays if, you know, she was able to get out of work. But, uh, yeah, no, we've had some, um, you know, I mean, I, I've never had a major injury. I did dislocate my hip, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is, is, like is gnarly. But shit. I didn't, you know, there was no surgery involved. I hit the the um, the table. They popped it back in. It was game, game over. But Glenn Ellen has a different twist to our family motocross because we did lose one of our good friends there. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Brett Klein died there, uh, was dating um, my sister-in-law, I believe at the time or around the realm of time when that happened. So, Do you know how long they were together for? Uh, a couple of years, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so it, it, not, not only that, but my father-in-law and their parents were all part of like the motocross club together. They're, they're the Kleins and the IDs friendship was way more than just those two dating for a couple of years. Correct. So it, it hit the family really hard. Like it was a pretty big deal. And, and so I think when, whenever I say like, Hey, we're going to go to Glen Helen and ride. We were there that day. We were there the day it happened. Whoever I was wrenching for at the time, we were there. We were, you were on, there. At, you were there at the track. We were on the track. Oh, we, shit. Were, we were, was it a practice day, right? Yeah, it was a practice day that they had made a track change, and um, it was nothing. It was, in my opinion, it had nothing to do with Glen Helen, not their fault. Just he caught like a tractor rut where the track kind of everyone was getting off the track trying to make it a sweeper, mm-hmm. and he caught it, got sideways, high sided, and just just smacked down. Yeah, just a head injury, just like that. 
Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty gnarly head injury. I think it was. I was it know. a fast section or is it just? It was a decent speed, kind of like you sweep around. It, it was basically right around like where the finish line section is. Used to come down. It wasn't mini Talladega then, but you come out of mini Talladega, kind of do a chicane and it kind of swept around, came back towards. You didn't go in the sand section mm. and then the finish line. Okay. And he just caught offside. And, you know, it got him. Wow. So, and that, and I think that might be the part that's more the issue for Jill is he wasn't going fast. It wasn't like, you know, somebody T-boned him or there was other party involved. It was solely him and his deal, you know? Right. So, um, that sits really heavy on her shoulders when we say, hey, we're going to go race Glen Helen. I mean, going and practicing in Glen Helen is one thing, but when I tell her I want to race, I just like, takes that to a whole nother level for her so um but again she's never she never once said hey no you're not racing that race no i don't i can't do it i can't this i can't that you know we just we'd be cautious right you know we'd be real so this is where we're at now so I've known this when I've met Eddie and we get involved. Like I, I tread lightly. I'm not like you. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that because I am. I'm aware of like the situation where not everyone is wired like me and my wife and and Aiden. Some things have happened and changed people's perspective. That's just how life goes, and that goes with anything. Not just dirt bikes. You know, it could be with anything. It could be with driving a car. You could have a. a you could be traumatized by something with a car and maybe you never want to drive again. You know, Heather, we had an accident, Heather and I, and and we killed a guy because he was in the middle of the, the street and Heather hit him and killed him. So I understand, like, shit changes, right? So, all right. So we got that down. We know what's going on. People can kind of pick that up. Three months in, I think we had a three month, maybe not longer. We've had long, we had four or five months before this thing, right? Yeah. All right, so give us the reason why you chose the bike you chose, and what led you to that. So we did, we did, uh, you know, we did a lot of intros. Yeah, and um, I, I just kind of felt. And you're what six one? I'm six one, two hundred thirty five, two hundred forty pounds. I kind of bounce around there. Okay. So I, I thought about it. And I'm like, what? You know, obviously it was awesome of you to kind of give me a a stampede to choose from, and I thought, well, what bike's gonna suit me the best for what I can do. And I picked the Husky 350. We had 23, 350. I actually picked this bike before we even did the intro. I was riding the Rockstar Edition 250F mm-hmm. when this all kind of took place, just, just riding at the time. I, I'd owned a 21 Cowie 450 that I wasn't even riding. The thing was just sitting in my garage. So I picked the 350 because I was like, it's a lighter bike. It's not a, a rocket ship. I mean, now that I've seen the track, you definitely don't need that much power because you can't use half of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just thought this would be a lot more manageable bike for me to ride. Um, they, you know, obviously released the all-new bike, the 23 Husky with the new chassis and everything. So, you know, at this point in time, we're like, I'm like, hey, this is it. We'll do the intro on it. We'll bring it home. We'll, we'll start doing some suspension stuff, get it set up for me, fill it into my liking uh, had Jamie do an ECU on it, and I, I felt like, man, we we were, we had a good game plan going in to the preparation for this this race. So that's that was my whole take on it. I mean, yeah, I could have hopped on any of our four fifties and went and rode it and been fine, you know. 
probably done the same that I did. Right. So it it wasn't all the bike. You know, I'm not going to be like some other people and just like, oh, it's bike, bike, bike. Right. It wasn't all the bike. I mean, so, I. So give us the rundown of what happened when you get there. What 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 goes on? Because this is how this is the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. He's going to tell you what what went on. And I will tell you my thoughts, and then Aiden's thoughts, and the things, that, and the things, and then we'll 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 talk about maybe if you guys at home have these same type of thoughts and how to try to get over those things. Right. So. Yeah. So let's you know we'll start briefly a few weeks prior to it. You know okay. we we had had an issue with suspension. We tried to air fork just just to try it. We wanted to try it. Yeah. It was it. We knew it wasn't right, so we went to Spring Fork, uh, KYB stuff, and. Stuff was a little soft, so we threw some springs in, got a little bit better. But I never felt really like I had suspension that I could just kind of close my eyes and ride. So that was always in my head, like, this this is really harsh. What's going to happen when it dries out and gets bumpy? Like, I'm already pre-gaming this in my head before I even get to the race. The Thursday prior to the race, a week, whole week before, so two weeks before, I took our 23 gas gas, put some suspension on, went and rode it, and was like, okay, that feels good, but that's the old chassis. Right. So we're like, dude, could it be the chassis? Could it, could it, I mean, we've had countless texts back and forth over this. So then the next Tuesday, I grabbed one of my buddy's suspensions, put it on my bike, and I'm like, that's a little bit better, but it's, it's chassis. Right. I mean, it's most of it's chassis. So coming up to the race, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, that was Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I'm going to prep all my stuff. Friday, I'm going to go to the track. I'm going to get this whole lay of the land because, as we know, they add a, you know, a lot more time to the track. And I just need to be comfortable with that going into Saturday morning. Well, some things happened. You had a bike issue. We had to get you a bike going. My bike got pushed back. So then I had to get my bike going. Then life you know, took over on Friday with my dog and my wife was sick. Right. And it just... I didn't make it to the track on Friday, but I was like, you know what? We've been here for three months. Right, exactly. It's just dirt. Yep. What? What? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna turn gonna left turn instead different. of right. Yeah. yeah. Big deal. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just. We're just gonna go. You know, got my bike ready Friday. Uh, you were there Thursday. We scooped it up. You know, we're going scoop. It got wheels. I mean, I was ready to go. Saturday morning we get to the track, and I, actually Saturday morning I felt good. I think I TQ'd getting to the track. I beat everyone there. I was like, <laughs> this is freaking, I felt great. Like nothing was. So you didn't feel abnormal or anything? No, nah, like everything was normal. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was first practice and I'm like, well, this is going to suck. I already know how this goes. You know, the sun's in my eyes. It's 730 in the morning. That right. was first practice to go yep. off. So I'm like, you know what? Three laps. I think we got or whatever. We're just going to ride around and just get the lay of the land. I know it's going to be muddy. I know it's not going to be bumpy. I know it's not going to be anything like I'm going to see in my first moto, which was race 10. Mm -hmm. So I went out and rode. Felt fine. You know, I was like, oh, this is cool. This new section up in here. And I like this and that. The one section that kind of didn't bother me, but I just had a buddy about a month ago. His kid was racing there, crashed. Someone hit him in the back. His son's now paralyzed from that. Uh, so that when I hit that stall jump every lap, that kind of was like, where was that at? Up in the canyon when you went up. Oh, first the, hill. that That's wall. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That had yep. the big old knuckle on yep, it. Yep, yep. Right there. He he crashed on, or there was people down on that. He ran into them, and then some guy hit Got him it. in the back. So yep. I was very cautious around that area. Mm -hmm. So um, 
but yeah, no, everything was great. You know, did my practice, came back, and I thought, I'm like, man, I, sh- I should probably go out and like practice five or six. You know, I want to obey the rules, but not everyone's doing it. When right. I roll the practice and there's 400 people on the staging that's supposed to be for you and another class. So I was like, you know, I should probably go on like practice five. And just because that was, I think, the 45. That's when Dave was going out. And I'm like, I should go out now when the track's going to be way better. The sun should be lifted a little bit. I can see things and I can actually ride the track at pace, not just stand up and cruise around. But I, I decided not to, you know, I'm like, to my luck, I'll get up there and they'll be like, oh, you don't have to write sticker, beat it, you know, and here I'm, I'm representing some people and I don't want to be that guy. Right. So I said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to lay back and, and do my thing. So I watched a couple of races. Your race was three. I watched your race from the side of the track. Race four uh, was my buddy's race. I watched his race from the side of the track, but I screwed up. I never went to the back of the track. I never went out on the track. Which was tough to do because they had security everywhere. Right. And usually at local races here at Glen Helen, I could get my, you know, scooter and kind of ride around the infield, right. kind of look. And, right. But there's there's a thousand people there, though. So they had to f- enforce that. Right. Otherwise, it would be people everywhere, right? Right. So. So, yeah. So I never really left, like, the staging starting area before my race. Yeah. So, but again, like, I never, I never felt any pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I never like, I never felt like nervous. I never got that sense of nervous, like, oh my god, here we go. This, I mean, so this is my first race, and you, you weren't know, nervous when you woke up in the morning. No. Here, no, let me let me talk about this before we move on. So, for you guys at home, as you get older, Eddie and I talked about this. It doesn't matter. I've been racing uh, thirty some years. Okay, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be nervous. Okay. Right. My program, just so you guys know at home how it goes with me mentally, is if my race is on a Sunday, let's say it's Sunday, right? just for the sake of that. Saturday, I'm getting my stuff ready. I load up pretty early, so I, I get that out of the way. And then I can just hang out and chill and do my thing. I, mean, I got some work to do. Um, but, you know, Saturday night when I go to bed, I'm already in mode, race mode, so I'm thinking already ahead. If I know where I'm going, what track I'm at, I'm thinking about lines in my head. I'm thinking about how the race can go. I'm thinking about the start. My mind is working. So I never really sleep good the night before a race. Right. Very rarely. Uh, my stomach is kind of like, I'm not sick, but I'm, it's more of an anxiety for me. Like I just want to get there and let's go because it's more of like anxiousness. Right. It's not like I'm throwing up. Like right. Zach Osborne throw, throws up every right. time he races. And he's a champion. Yep. So if you guys are wondering what it's like, yes, it doesn't matter. If you are nervous, that's normal. Don't freak out. I go to bed nervous. I wake up. I don't eat a lot of breakfast. I'm like, eh, I drink a cup of coffee. And for whatever reason, coffee almost makes it worse for me. I'll drink a cup of coffee in the morning on race day, and I feel like I want to throw up because my stomach is in knots because yeah. I'm just so anxious. So once I'm down to the track, once I get there, in the infield, unloading the bikes, like all that kind of goes away from me, and I'm calmer. Yeah, it's like I go to bed thinking all this bad shit in my mind, like, oh my god, I could do this. What if I do that? What if I, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, and then I, I tell myself, I literally tell myself, shut the fuck up. Like you gotta yeah. shut the fuck up. Like yeah. calm down. If you are freaking out, like internally, like I am, and you really feel that way, don't race. Yeah, but. If you can say, hey, uh, 
I know what you're doing. Talking to yourself, you know, I know it's weird, but you're like, ah, I know what you're doing inside of me. Like, eh, this is my little thing that I'm doing, but hey, I'm cool. Just normal nerves. You guys, that is all normal. So don't think that is abnormal. Everyone goes through it. I've talked to uh, Cooper Webb, all these guys. They all have nerves the night before the race. So this is normal. And here's the rewarding part. I want to say this. So you have all these nerves. You have all these anxious thoughts, anxiety. You race, and then let's say, let's, let's paint this picture black. You say you don't do good, and you go home, and you learn from it. Those, that anxiety is gone. Or let's, let's paint a happy picture. You win. It's a rewarding feeling. And then it's almost like it makes it riding and racing. It makes it more enjoyable because I just went through a bunch of crazy shit in my mind mentally, raced, had a great time, and coming home with a trophy, it's a rewarding feeling. It's like you won an internal battle, yeah. like it's, and it makes you stronger, and it sets you up for something better in life. This is what I've noticed about myself. Like I, I've, I've battled internally in my mind about nervousness and all these things. I've done it. I overcome it, and then I'm going home, and I'm fine with my family. I'm like, Jesus, not that fucking bad. Like just yeah. relax. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> so – this is all normal, and this is why I wanted to do the show, because all of these thoughts and these fears and the things that are happening right now with Eddie are all normal things, and you can get over them. Okay, so another thing that I wanted to bring up that I wrote down here is, like, you're asking questions, or you have buddies that race before you, and they come in, and what are they What are they doing? Yeah, so I, I had one friend um, that he was race four, and he, and we were actually on the line, and he was like, "Hey, man, and and, and um, you know, I'm, thank you for watching out for me. You know, like he was, he didn't want to see me make a bad mistake or whatever. But he he started telling me little things about the track, like, oh, the hip jump's got a big kicker on it. Be real careful. So, right away in my head, I'm like, whoa, dude, like the hip jump's got a kicker on it. You know, like what else? So, um, right. you came up to me and you were like, hey, like, do you want? I just got done racing. I just got done looking at the track. Do you want the information? And I was like, yeah, let me, let me download it. So you, you gave me all the lines like, Hey, here, there, boom, boom, whatever. I don't think I hit one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's tough to do, especially for your mid pack, right? Yeah. So, but here's the, here's what we're saying. Sometimes guys, they over exaggerate when they come in your buddies and you know, which one those are. You guys know, I don't know your buddies. You guys listen at home, but you know, some guys make out shit to be bigger than what it is. Right. And maybe it is a big deal to him, but yeah. be confident in your ability. Yeah. Okay? You know how to ride a motorcycle, Eddie. Yep. You know what a kicker can do to a bike. You know what an edge can do to this. Like, yeah. you're aware of right. what a bike and you can do. Right. So, just because it's laying out there on the track doesn't yeah. necessarily mean I'm going to crash. This yeah, is all the mental battle, right? There, there's a lot of, like, I mean, I've said it for years for all the riders I work for. I, I had huge conversations with the Villapotos about it. Like, sports psychologists at the professional level is huge. Yeah. Because you can mentally Fuck ball yourself, yourself oh. up before that gate even, before even sitting on the gate. Yes. You're you're already, I mean, especially Smoked. with me, I was going there like, okay, I didn't Dark get Dark side. Fucked. <laughs> I didn't get to go there Thursday. So I'm talking to you Thursday and you're like, dude, the track is gnarly. Then my buddy goes there Friday and he's telling me how gnarly the track is. 
I'm sitting at home on the couch. Let me take that back. I said it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, but you were like, dude, it's rough. We were standing in stage, and you're like, go look at that section. Yeah, and and it was all in preparation, you know, like to see what it was all about. But you know, so this is now weighing in, and I'm like, man, we've been riding Glen Helen for three months. We've been getting here at nine, riding till one. We're not even seeing any of this. Like right. you know, it gets choppy. Yeah, it gets bumpy. It gets dry. It gets rough. But what we saw this weekend was like, I, I've raced Glen Helen back when I raced him my time I've done like off-road races there Grand Prix and stuff I've never seen that track like that ever and you've raced Vet National before and and I uh, I didn't no I didn't and I you've went never raced the Vet National I went but it was a year it rained and I loaded up and went home oh my god so I've never raced the <laughs> Vet off. National before but I've raced big CMC Transcal races there back in the day where you know they would plug out 8 900 people in a day on one track, not two tracks. So this makes more sense to me. I thought you've done one no. before. So, so no, I I went into that, like, you know, Dave kept saying, like, dude, this track's going to get so gnarly. It's going to be survival of the finish. And I'm like, you know what? I did Mammoth in 2019. That's always known to be an extreme rough race. I went there with zero expectations, not even preparing as much as I did for this race. And I won the first moto pretty easily mm-hmm. and was on path to do well in the second moto and had an issue and got hurt. So that ended my weekend. But I had that all in the back of my head as I'm racing, as mm-hmm. I'm going into this event, thinking me and Dave are going to be the cream of the crop, right? We're going to be the top three to five guys. Mm-hmm. You know, the what month prior to the event, you know, me and Dave are doing our motos and now Dave's not catching me in our motos. He's not passing me like he was early on. You know, we'd do 20-minute motos with you guys and Aiden. And, and, you know, he would usually catch me on, like, the last or the third to last top last three laps. He's knocking on my door. Well, that's not happening no more. We're, we're gauging each other on the track. And he goes in front of me. He stays out. We seesaw back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we're doing 20s. We only got to do 15. So I'm like, but the track's going to be a lot rougher. But something, like, when I raced at Mammoth – Something when I raced, it clicked. Like, I never even, I had arm pump, Mm -hmm. but it never stopped me. Like, my lap times I looked after, they fell off like three seconds, four seconds. But it never stopped me from just continuing to strive forward until the checker flag. So I knew when the race came, the stuff that was happening in practice might, is probably not going to become an issue in the race because when I did race, it didn't happen. Right. So I'm like, dude, I just get so laser focused when I race that literally the only person I saw on the side of the track at Mammoth was my father-in-law, and he was giving my gap distances. Mm-hmm. The, everyone else on the perimeter, my buddies that were holding the pit board for me and the mechanics there, I never even saw those guys. So let me ask you this. With that being good on that side, that is detrimental when you have bad thoughts because then you get – tunnel vision with yep. the bad thoughts we've talked about this yes we did you guys at home and i'm going to say this i'm going to go doctor on you right now you're like that in your life when you're doing something you have tunnel vision on what you're doing right. you you're you're in it you're doing it don't fucking you know if yeah. you're if i'm talking to you you you'll listen but not listen yep and i will start a conversation you'll start another one like your 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 vision is like straight tunnel yeah. vision, right? So 
when you're racing Mammoth and you have that tunnel vision, you only see the pit board, you see nothing else, you're, you're in a zone, right, what yeah. we call the zone, but you're up front. Yeah. So it's easier. You're flowing. Yeah. Now let's look at this tunnel vision on the bad side of things. You riders at home, you're in 15th, 10th, whatever, getting roosted, pelted, shit hurts. You're like, what the fuck? Your tunnel vision becomes negative because you're like, this is fucked. This yeah. is bullshit. I should be up there. I got so-and-so passing me. That guy sucks. What the fuck line did I just take? Why am I back here? I just screwed this up. Oh, my God, I missed my line. And then it just comp It's like a snowball yeah. rolling, rolling down Mount Everest. It just yep. keeps getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. Yeah. So you have to learn, just like I said earlier, talk to yourself. Ah, there's that little gremlin motherfucker again inside of me. Yep. There he is. He's trying to jack me over. Yep. Nope. Nope. Sorry, little homie. I'm going to go back to some positivity. And it could be literally one thing. You could be suck, suck, suck in this area, and all of a sudden you rail that berm yeah, it was good. Use that. Be like, ooh, there it is, and then that positive snowball starts to come back, right? right? This is where we got effed yep. with you. Yep. Hey guys and gals, stick around, listen to these uh, commercials, and save yourself some money. Be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like "Let's go, buddy," or "Free jailbirds." I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes guys What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now I've had great results you guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. 
So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com. They have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Time. Why? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. 
You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LipPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back. Thanks for supporting these advertisers and listening to this. It's only about six or seven minutes, but you did it. On with the show. Yeah, I I choose way on the outside of the gate. I, I signed up second, so I had a second pick. And Aiden's like, no, we got to go down inside. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm on a 350. These guys are all on 450s. Which I don't is not a bad idea. No, it, it's not. And I'll tell you right now, you, Glenn Helen probably has one of the longest starts. And it's most it's fair. It's pretty everywhere. deep. Yeah. And it's pretty square all the way around, like you said, to the first turn. And uh, you, you guys that have 350s, if you want to get a good start, all you got to do is get Jamie's ECU. Put some T4 in that thing, and I started in sixth. I had a, a pretty good jump, kind of veered off to the left, got it back under control, and I passed like three guys around the outside, and I had a good jump. So I'm like, okay, check. That's off the box. Mm-hmm. Like That was one thing I was very worried about. That's off the table. Mm-hmm. Now we just got to ride for 15 minutes, which was like five laps. Right. Like, this is nothing. So we got a good start, you know, and now now we transferred from start mode to like, okay, now we got a battle because we do have people in front of us. Things are happening. Right. We got to go up hills. And I made a mistake. I put myself on the inside to have to use the inside rut to go up um, showy, which we, me and you had talked about prior. You don't want to be there on the 350. Right. You want to be in the middle or at least to the outside. But I couldn't because of the way I railed around every Correct. side. You're on the inside. I'm stuck on the inside. So I, 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 it was good. Like the inside was good. I'm like, oh, it's hard packed. It's not super choppy coming out. And I came out. I got a little sideways. The guy in front of me did a little thing, and it kind of just slowed me up. And here come, you know, three, four guys between line two and three on the outside. They passed us, which was no big deal. Like I'm like, so what? As, as long as I'm in tenth, twelfth, mm-hmm. when we start to open up, and now I can start going one person at a time instead of guys all over the place. Um, I'm okay with that, you know, so I'm still good. I'm still in, we got this, just keep calm, you know, and ride your laps. Went, got to top hill, came down the downhill the first time, and I was like, holy shit. Where, uh, oh where, where, where am I, I going? Gonna, where am I going to go? Yeah. Because I went uh, about, I think you pushed me, told me to go to the outside so I could carve at the bottom. Yeah. I couldn't, there was two guys to the outside of me, so I was maybe the middle-ish. three quarters away the outside. Yeah. Hit a couple good bumps, but, I mean, it was just normal. Like, the bike went straight. It just mm-hmm. kicked. I'm like, all right, next time we little gas over those, we'll be fine. Got down to the bottom, made the right-hander to go up the next hill, and I don't know where the guy came from. I still, like, my vision was still so crowned at that point. Like, I, I don't even know where the guy came from. But all I know is I railed around. There's that bridge. It's kind of shadowed. I railed around the right to go up the next hill, and I saw the side of a Yamaha, and I'm like, oh 
we're screwed, dude. So I hit that guy, um, just slowed my speed. I didn't fall. Mm-hmm. He went across me. But now here I am on the face of this roller, wow, clutch, wow, wow. Rah, 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 yeah. and these dudes on 450s are just boo. Yeah. I mean, they could have been on a 250F. It didn't matter. Right. I was at a dead still going up probably one of the steepest hills, and they're just blowing by me. And I'm like, okay, regroup. Just just forget all that. Like, I was pissed going up that hill. Turn, made the left, come down. I'm like, outside. Chris said outside. Down the outside. Railed around the outside. I think I might have got like one or two guys back that got balled up on the inside. Came over that obstacle that was in my mind, you know, and I'm like, just whatever, just roll over it. Who cares, you know? Rolled over it. Um, that's when Jamie passed me and went flying by me. And from that point forward, I felt like I was in like a twilight zone. Like like I was in slow-mo. Yeah. And everyone else was just... It's like you're I mean, in a dream and you're trying to run away from the bad guy and you just can't fucking run fast enough. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, this is my first lap, so I need to be like observe everything. I need to see every ounce of the track. I need to look around. I'm trying to stay in the lines that you'd have told me to stay in, but either there was people there mm-hmm. or I couldn't get to them. And uh, so yeah, the first lap was terrible. I mean it was bad. I think I think I crossed the line. I had sixth place start and I think I crossed the line like sixteenth. Out of twenty six guys, and I'm like, okay, we we gotta we gotta go. So I started kind of moving around a little bit. I started to felt like I started kind of get into my comfort zone of like where I felt like everyone's starting to kind of spread out. We were getting kind of single filed, and I came out of Talladega, went over and hit it like like literally straight into a breaking bomb. It was metal to metal. Wrist got locked down, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Like this is where you're gonna eat it. Mm-hmm. Whatever's gonna happen, you know. So then that took me into a whole different realm. Like like you said, the guys are standing on my shoulder and they're like, dude, what are you doing? Hello. Yeah, what are you doing? Like yeah. you're hey. you never went there. It's like a pressure luck that yeah. game show pressure luck, the whammies yeah. in there, like little it's, whammies. Exactly. And it's like <laughs> I was never able to sh- I mean, I'm not gonna go into every freaking lap. Right. You know, yeah. I was never able You'd put yourself in a bad spot to mentally. get off that. Yeah. To get off that train of like why are you out here? Your suspension's not right. You you didn't do this. You, Chris was right. You should have raced a couple events prior to this just to get the racing mindset. Because like you said, when you're out front, when you're racing and you're out front, it's, it's all rainbows and, yeah, and roses. Different. You manage the race a different way. Like your mind's in a different spot. Sure, I'm sure you're nervous when you're in front and you have to think, oh, I got to protect this. But it's not as chaotic in your brain as it is when you're in 15th. When right. you're mid-pack, which I was this past weekend, your brain has to process and do things a lot quicker than you than it does when you're leading, yeah. at least in our vet world, you know? For sure. So. Things happen, like, the first two laps, I think Dave passed me on the th- third lap. Things were happening so quickly that I'm just like, dude, I don't even have a chance to retaliate. I'm still trying to find the lines that don't have four foot holes in them. Right. So I can go forward instead of going backwards. Right. So then Dave passed me and I was like, perfect. Latch on. This is it. Yeah. I'm gonna latch onto him and I'm gonna find I'm gonna let him tow me to wherever I need to go. Like mm-hmm. he's he's my savior, right? 
towing with him. You got your comfort zone with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been riding with this guy for two months. Right. He's my buddy. He's not going to cross jump me. He's not going to brake check me. He's not going to change direction immediately without me being, I know what he's going to do. Right. It was like three corners. <laughs> Fucking gone. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So then that really fucked you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're done. We're, we're <clears throat> so I get back. I, I mean, so as, as a, as a friend, you know, a guy that's been with your, your buddy for a while training and riding and every day and day in and day out. And you have somewhat of an expectation, you know, I'm not looking for Eddie to win his class. I'm just looking for Eddie to be in the mix. Uh, I felt like, I felt like he had a good chance to beat Dave. Let's like what we said in the top of the show. I think he has more raw speed. I think he has a little bit more, I'm trying to think of the word because Dave rides good, but Dave doesn't have a lot of aggression. He's cautious. He's, He's very a, cautious. Just like what Galdi said about me, I'm a cautious vet rider. Right, I feel right, like right. he has yeah. that. Yeah. And you, you, I feel like can get into it a little bit more. Right. So I felt like ah, you, you, it would, it's going to be a good race regardless. But I felt like there was a little bit more in the tank. I didn't see that. Just like what you said, I saw a guy just overwhelmed. Yep. Like oh shit, cruising trail riding around like. Yep. I don't know if it was arm pump. Did you even get arm pump? Yeah, I got. Yeah, okay. I got about lap when I when I went to go with Dave. Yeah. At this point, I didn't even know I had it, but I'd obviously already had it because my, I could see my lap times had already fell off. But when I went to go with Dave, I'm like, "All right, here we go. I'm gonna battle with him." And I made it, like I said, three, four corners, and I'm like, "Oh man, my arms are swollen right now." Yeah. <laughs> so then that's when I I knew I had arm pump. Um. So I get back to the tr- truck or the van, and then. I, you know, wasn't going to bother him right away because you know how everyone is. After they have a bad moto, you don't want to be like, hey, what's up? How do we go? What, <laughs> what happened? I Like, I don't want to be fucked with. You already know, yeah. right? So uh, I see him getting undressed, and I'm like, oh, boy. And then uh, Aiden came over. He's like, Eddie's done. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he's leaving. And I'm like, what? And uh, you decided, hey, you pulled the ripcord. Yeah. So, and the, and the reasons are, go ahead. First of all, that's... It doesn't honestly, matter. It's, it's not an excuse, but give me yeah. the reasons what you thought at that time. So when I when I came back, the, obviously the first thing I felt was defeat. Right. You know, like I was defeated. I don't even know. Do you know. feel embarrassment? I don't know where... I don't... I'm not embarrassed, um, but I felt like I let some people down. Because I feel like I get that way. Yeah. Like I'm embarrassed at times when I don't do good, when I know that I should be... Like people are here to watch you ride. So I I get your side because you race a lot. Uh-huh. Like you know, you're going to Loretta's. Yeah. You know, you're at a pro vet level. Yeah. You you, you know, you and Brownie are the staple of the, your class. Yeah. So when you don't do good, then I get it. Like you're like, oh, that's shit, embarrassing. That, that sucked. Yeah. But I, I that's not me because okay. I don't race right, right. every weekend. You know, if if I was full diehard motocrosser racing every you know whatever twice a month and. I'm known in Southern California like this is the guy to beat. He's going to be the fast guy. Go try to catch him. Yep. Then and then and I have that performance or that staple. Then yeah, I, I would be embarrassed. But I, I was not embarrassed. I was frustrated. I was mad. I was hot, extremely mad, and uh, I was disappointed in myself. And those three feelings, along with my wife needing to like leave right away to go make it to my daughter's soccer game. Mm-hmm. Those three feelings was like, I don't want to feel this again. I want to so get out of this. I want to get the hell out of here. I want to get out of it. I want to get out of here. Yeah. And, and, and I know what happens now, right? I went home. I did not sleep at all Saturday night. <laughs> Literally nothing. Cause you feel like shit. Dude, I wanted to cry. Yeah. 
Like I, I was laying in bed and I was like, I had this deal with Dave. Yeah. I didn't even hold up my bargain to do three motos with the you guy. Didn't say goodbye to anybody. I didn't know. I just I, bailed. I was gone. Whoever was in whoever was around was you, around me, then you said bye. Knew what was going on. <laughs> Other than that, I was frustrated and I needed to go. Right. And so, knowing what I know now, right? Yeah. You know, like, this isn't my last race. Yeah. I'm not done with their bikes. Sunday, I was on my spin bike in my garage, right, punishing myself for what I did. And even and my wife was like, "Hey, you should go Sunday and go hang out with the guys." Yeah, that probably would have been a good move. No, I'm like, I'm not going down there. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere That's near worse. that place. That's a worse. Move. I want to go see my buddies. Yeah, yeah. I want to hang out with my friends. But, but I don't want to see yeah. everyone circling the track. No. I probably wouldn't even went to the track. So I, I sat on Sunday and I, I had to like just download all this. Yeah, you know, because I, I honestly, this is probably the first time I've ever quit anything like that. Right. And I'm so, like, what happened? Like, how did I get? to where I am right now, where these dudes are racing and I'm sitting at home watching football. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we've all, I mean, I was growing up. My dad was, wasn't was hard on me. He was only hard on me if I didn't try. His whole thing, me growing up, is like, I don't care what you finish like as long as you try. Right. He wasn't rip. He wasn't like a normal mini dad where he's like, you got to do this, you got to do that, you need to be this, you need to be that. Like, he didn't care. Yeah. I wish he was harder on me than he, than he was. Right. But, like, I remember giving up, not, like, leaving the track, but, like, you could tell I get, gave up during a moto, and I got my ass reamed. And then not only did I get my ass reamed, same thing, went home, felt embarrassed yeah. of myself yep. and that taste that you have in your mouth, and you can't explain it unless it's actually has happened to you right. and you've done it to yourself. It's not a good feeling. So this yeah. is what I was thinking to myself as I was – uh. I think I texted you later that night or later in the day. I go, hey, you all good? Because yeah. I know if you're a normal person and you have a good heart and you have good values, it's going to fucking sting. Yep. It's going to hurt you, yep. right? So for me, this is all normal things that happen to guys that are older. And, he, it, and I'm sure it happens to younger guys as well. Yeah. But when you have, like we said, you have a mortgage. Yeah. You have a wife. And you have two two young girls. There's other things that you think about besides I'm racing my dirt bike, right? right. Um, so in order to get past those things, you have to be in a, in a mindset. And this is a suggestion, and I don't know if this will work, but maybe it'll work for you. You have to know when you go race your dirt bike that you're going to have demons, these whammies that are on your shoulder, and you have to flick them off one by one right. and get through it. Granted, you're going to be loading up your bike, and you're going to have a different taste in your mouth of defeat. Right. right? But the the levels of feeling like shit, okay, defeat is still way higher than quitting. Right. I have been defeated loading up my bike, and I've been pissed. Like, right. I suck. Totally different than loading up your bike going, I'm done. Well, it's, yeah, it, it, the two differences, defeat and quit. Yes. So it's, I listen to a lot of like motivational speakers and stuff when I'm, you know, down and out or whatever, you know, like I have some stuff on like Instagram that I listen to and it's a lot of them talk about, you know, being defeated and, and not obviously a sport, but life, work, 
your marriage, whatever. Like there's there's defeat, and then there's the guys that are defeated, and then there's the guys that just quit. And the quitters are are down here. The defeated guys are up. And let me let me let me say this too. So there's guys that don't even try, that don't even step on and do it. Right. Uh, I 2019, if you guys remember at home, I tried to race pro nationals. I thought I could do it. I made some wrong choices like you on bike situations and things, and I and I sucked. I played and just sucked. Didn't qualify. Did shitty. Never quit. Yep. Did shitty. Came home pissed. But I used it as a as a as a tool for my kid. Right. Right. This is what I'm glad the girls weren't there. Right. Because if I would have quit knowing, and I was pissed, and I was like overwhelmed just like you. Things are happening in practice, time practice. I'm not used to that. I don't right. come from that. I come from racing. I'm like, what the fuck? I lay down a lap. I can't lay down a lap down because so-and-so is my way. The track, I don't know where this rut goes. I was overwhelmed. And my bike was so fucking fast. It was so sketchy. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> the defeat and embarrassment loading up the se- the semi is out there. The fucking semi is there for me. Like it was embarrassing and and just I had to drive home from Sacramento sick to yeah. my stomach. But I needed to set an example for Aiden to say, okay, yep. in life, you guys at home, Eddie, me, we're gonna fail at more than we succeed. Yep. Brownie kicked my ass at Loretta's. He beat me at fucking this weekend. But what you do is you find little little wins. Brownie kicked my ass by 30 seconds at fucking at Loretta Lens. I was up his ass. It came from way back and didn't get smoked. Second moto came back, didn't get smoked. So, yeah, he beat me, but it wasn't as bad. Yep. I, have, I don't feel a bad taste in my mouth. Right. The, the little whammies I'm flicking off, you guys at home and Eddie, the same thing. You've got to learn to flick them off. You can't let this... Oh my God, I messed up. I almost crashed in dirt bikes. You're almost going to crash a lot. This is why you train. This is why you stretch. This is why mentally you ride. You, you go do these things so you can get past those times. Like, I bet you, if you ask any vet rider, they probably almost died two to three times that whole weekend because right. they hit something, right? right? So you got to flick the whammy off and you just got to keep moving. So when you guys do feel like Eddie and things are coming up and you're doing things wrong, and you give yourself a bad moto. Give yourself a little bit of a break. You can be pissed, but use it as motivation for the next moto or the next race or whatever it is to try to help you. So all of the nerves that we talked about, all of these things, these mental battles that you go through when you're racing are all normal things that everyone, not pros, just pros, but everyone that races a dirt bike. Yeah. like It's the same for everybody. It just is at a different level. Um, and to go what you're saying about, oh, I needed to find a smooth line. I didn't know where to go. This is what I've always told Aiden. And, and I feel like us vet riders, we get locked into a line and that's, a, that's our safe zone. This is yeah. my line. Well, the line is going to change. The line, yeah. Your line's going to be fucked at some point in the day. So in practice, sure, it may be smooth, but what I do to calm myself down, this is what I do. I go out of my way to ride the edges of the track. Right. In case I've got to move away from something, I've always been scared of hitting something hanging off of the track a right. little bit or something grabbing me. Uh-huh. Or if I swap out, I go off of the side, a tire. I physically got to look around the whole track and know the lay of the land, like yep. you said, 
And in case I got to go to that way, I know what's over there. Yeah. You know, I and know that I know the tires over there. I right. know there's a, a fucking a steak pulling. Yeah. Like I know where I'm at. Yeah. And that gives you, even though you'll probably never go over there, it gives you like a, like, I know what's going on. I know on. my boundaries. Yes. I know what I can play with. And that's, that's where I really kicked myself for not riding the fifth practice because in the first practice, I couldn't see nothing. Well, this, I, I mean, I literally like pulled my visor down to ride the track. It's another thing. And I made a note when you said that, who cares? Ask, it's easier to ask for forgiveness yes. than for permission. So you, you have a sticker that says one and four, and you're going to go and practice five. Look at, I'm not saying cheat, right? but go in a different practice. You're not yeah. hurting anything. Yeah. Just go and act, blend in. Yeah. And if the, the, the starter goes, Hey man, it's not your practice. You're like, dude, I need to. Yeah. I was practice one. I couldn't right, even I missed see the it, track. Like, yeah. <laughs> just go. Yeah. If, if he tries to say, hi, 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 you go, what? And just keep riding. Like, act <laughs> like you don't hear him. Yeah. Just like you're in the high des and you, you might hear a cop, never look back. <laughs> you never look behind you because once they see that you looked, they know that yep. you saw them and you're fucked. Yep. But if you never look back, you can always use the excuse, didn't even know you were there, sir. Didn't see you. <laughs> so you should have did that. Yeah, I should have, 100%. And that, those are all things like this is going to happen again. We're you're gonna, gonna have the you're gonna have the whammies. Yeah, we're but I'm saying we're gonna race again. Yeah, you know whether it's the Trans Am. And maybe or, you won't do good, but you're not gonna quit. Yeah, you damn sure you no, know you're not gonna do the same no, thing. No, <laughs> that will never happen again. Right, and and that, like you said, I'm going to prepare myself on the race side of racing better. Dude, I, I will race a couple of races prior just I, to scrub all that. Things. I grew up not racing a lot because my mom was disabled. My dad worked, so I got to ride a lot. I never got to race a lot. My, my friends were, hey, you going to race on Sunday? No, man, I got to be home with my mom. So right. your guys, Garrett, the Maces, all these guys got to race every weekend, right. and I rode a shit ton. And people were like, Kiefer, you ride a lot. Why don't you do a race? Well, I just couldn't. Right. So as I got older, when I could race on my own, I did because it, there's nothing that replicates it, right. you know, because I was like, man, I ride a shit ton. Why do I suck so bad when I race? Because I wasn't racing. That's different. It's different. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if we go to a local REM race that has six races total. You got gate drops. You got dudes next to you. You got the nerves because, yeah. and I will tell you this, and maybe you can <laughs> agree or disagree. Let's say me and you built a, a four-man gate in the backyard or right here on the side of my house, a four-man gate. Me, you, Dave, Aiden lined up to that gate, I guarantee you got nerves. Yep. You put a fucking gate anywhere in the world, yeah. it doesn't matter if there's nothing on the line, and you're bop, 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 and you got other dudes next to you, you got nerves already. That needs to be replicated, and it calms you down. So right. you guys at home, if you guys are racing, practice starts with other dudes. If you can borrow the, the, the track's gate that you're at, do that. Like, set up a replicated race start with yeah. three to five dudes to get the nerves, I, w I was I would I had my uh, polar watch on and I was checking my heart rate. It was oh. only like one hundred eight. Oh really? Which I was shocked because dude, when me and Aiden did starts on Tuesday, by one thirty, they were terrible. Well, my starts were disgusting. So I'm like, okay, I need to rip. One off dude, here. I've been on the starting line with my heart rate monitor, calm, chilled, one thirty one. Yeah, just like I'm in a fucking zone three, almost a zone three, <laughs> just not doing nothing. Yeah. That's just because your nerves. And so, that, that might be a, a good inclination of, you know, I mean, I didn't, my nerves weren't there. 
Yeah, that's like not- obviously I, w- I was kind of nervous for the start, you know, because it's such a high speed start and sweeper, but it's very safe. But uh, yeah, like I just didn't have that. Like everything, everything was happening, you know, with Friday, like you said, in the night before you get like, you know, yeah. the, the BGs and stuff. The BGs? You know, the bubble guts. Oh, okay. So we went, you know, I had soccer with my daughter practice. That went to like 830. So I never had that where I was just sitting thinking about, oh shit, I'm, I'm going to race tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm racing tomorrow. I just, it just like life, 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 life. And then dinner crash, go to bed, mm-hmm. wake up at 430, load everything up, make the lunches, load the truck up. It was freezing as cold down to the track unloaded practice. Mm-hmm. And then there was that stall. So for my practice, it said, that's what I wanted to touch on the track. My practice was seven 30 in the morning. I didn't race my first moto till 11, about 11, 15, 11, 20. So I hadn't seen that track in that period of time. Mm-hmm. And it changed a lot. I mean, we could have been there at 4 PM at every time we rode and it still wouldn't have been the same. No, because it rained. Close. It's different, right? right. It's just the vet weekend. If you guys have never been there, or if you have, you know what I'm talking about. The bumps start right away. Yep. As soon as you come out of a corner and then you think, oh, I'm going to get a little reprieve down the straightaways. No, there's bumps everywhere. Yeah. Like you really can't get can't out get of them. Away. Can't get away from them. No. So you're just going to have to ride in some bumps. Yep. So you're going to have to try, if you can, to replicate some of that, but you never will fully do yeah. that. We're going to the next couple of days. Out here in this well, desert. the desert, <laughs> luckily where we live, it has plenty of those tr- kind of tracks, so it's nice. But... Uh, another thing that I want to touch on too is just fear in general. Like you're an older guy. Um, as we get older, we think differently. There's more respect for our life. I think we have, we think about more things that we could lose when you're, you know, a teenager in young twenties, you're, you just like, fuck it. I'm sending it, you know, just you do, that fear is not quite at the level because right. the love you have for certain things when you're older is different than it is when you're younger. So, Here's how I set up myself and my family, right? I'm not rich. Something happens to me. Heather's not well off. She's got to do, you know, work. But yes, as you guys know, it's, it's, I'm not speaking about anything that you guys don't already know. Shit happens. People lose their lives riding dirt bike, racing or not. Right. Riding, just whatever. So. This is something that I truly love to do. I love dirt bikes. I love racing. I try to make myself as, I try to put myself in the best position that I can so nothing happens to me, but sometimes shit just happens. So when that shit happens, you guys at home, vet riders, you have to try to get your body in somewhat of a, of a not shape, because I know, hell, what am I kidding? Not every vet rider is going to be in shape, but- right. Stretch. I try to preach that to everybody. You got to try to move around and stretch. If you've you got a fucking pregnant gut <laughs> and you're 240 pounds, yeah. stretch out, move around because you're going to crash. Your body's going to twist. It's going to do certain yeah. things. Like you can still be, uh, you have a party ball for a stomach, but you still can move right. and stretch. Like help your body in case of shit happens. Now, if you have a wife that is up your ass about dirt bikes and makes your life a living hell because she knows that hey, you could pass away. What's going to happen if something happens to you, then you got to th- figure something else out. I don't have an answer for you. I can't tell you, Hey, get to tell your wife to get fucked. Yeah. Like get a divorce. Like yeah. I'm not in your life, but 
you're going to have to set up yourself somehow and mentally to where you're okay racing and your wife has to be okay because otherwise it's never going to work. Yeah. You're mentally never going to be in it. Yeah. Um, I, I told Eddie this after when we had this conversation. My wife and my son know if something, God forbid, if something happens to me when I'm racing or riding, uh, this is what I've wanted to do. All of my life, like when Heather came into my life, I said, look, writing has been here before you. It will be here after you. This is just who I am. I am. I love this until I say I'm done. Right. I will give Heather all of the time I have, all of the love I have. I'll give all the time and love to my son, but I'm still going to ride and race dirt bikes. Right. So if you can understand that and, and hop on, jump on. And I'll make sure you're okay, but I need this from you. Right. And she was on board. Uh, if something happens to me, do I have a huge life insurance policy? No. But I try not to think like that. Right. Because it's it's not going to do me any good. You know right. what I'm saying? Like if I'm freaking out if something happens to me, oh, my kids are not going to know who I am or I'm not going to be able to take care of my kids, then maybe we should be doing something different. Right. You know? You can still be cautious, have fun on your dirt bike, be semi in shape, be flexible, and have a great time and yeah. still have that as an outlet. For me, I need that as an outlet to be who I am. If right. I don't have that, I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah. It's just not going to work. It's not going to be a fulfilling life for me. We're all here one time on this earth, and I'm not going to try to get <laughs> philosophical and deep on you guys, but like, we all need to work and make a living. But we also need something in our life to make us whole, right. whatever, besides our family. Of course, right. you have your family, you love them, that's number one. I'm, I'm a family guy, that's everything to me. But also, and a 1B or 1A or whatever yeah. you want to call it yep. is motorcycles. Yeah. Like, and that makes me a good dad. Yep. It makes me a good husband. It completes it, you. It helps me teach Aiden life lessons. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a major thing. Yep. And there's risks. Yeah. I accept those risks. But I also try not to do dumb shit. Right. So you guys at home listening to this, if you have some of that internal battle within yourself, you got to kind of look at it like how I just laid it out for you. Like if you really need this in your life to be whole, you need to kind of set that aside, get it out of your mind. Right. And don't think, oh, shit, so-and-so. I feel like you fuck yourself like – Oh, so-and-so crashed here, and you got the eebie-jeebies here. Yeah. Like, you got to get that the fuck out of your mind, dude. Yep. Because you're not him. Yeah. You're not in that situation. Yep. Right? You know if that situation happened, you get the fuck off of the track if you, right. can, if you can get the fuck off the track. Quick as possible. Right. <laughs> I've, been, I've had broken legs, and somehow I managed to get the fuck off the track. Right. So this is the things that we need to learn from other people's mistakes and our own. Right. There's a lot of mental battles with riding. It's it's nerve-wracking. It's scary, but it's so rewarding and fun. And when you get older, no one ever likes to talk about it because we have all these responsibilities. But people think, oh, when you have responsibilities, your life's done. You should get off your dirt bike. Kiefer, why do you still ride your dirt bike? You have a family and a house and all these things. Yeah, awesome. I know I have them, but I'm trying my best to live my life as well. You got to right. do that. So yep. I don't know. That's just something I was thinking about. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you can't, you can't live in in fear because I mean, it's every it that goes for everyday life. I mean, driving down the we hill. drive up and down this Cajon Pass, there's fatalities on it daily. Yeah, 
And so if I say, oh, I'm not taking the Cohen Pass anymore, I'm going to go down Santa Fe or I'm going to go down through 173. Right. Because people die over there. Yeah. Well, same shit happens Summer over Valley here. Road. Let's just not drive on Summer Valley Road then. Yeah. It, I was driving can't. to the track on sun, Saturday morning. Blocked. Yeah. Cop sitting there. Someone passed away. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, so, you can't. You don't live like that. Like, like you said, you just. So where are we at now, Edward? Reboot. <laughs> we already rebooted. So we're rebooted. We're rebooted. We're going to 450. Yep, we're going to go gas, gas, 450, do a garage build on that, and uh, yeah, see what's what's next. I would like to do some of like the little Saturday series races, you know, stuff like that. Like you said, just over-the-hill gangs, you know, stuff like that. It's 20-minute yeah, motos, long motos, but they're they're mellow, you know. They're not they're – not, uh, and I think also, too, you, you know, for you guys, when you have this goal, you have a goal, whatever it is, if it's the Vet National, if it's your own little race where you are in Podunk County, uh, it you build it up in your mind. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter what race it is. If you have a goal, that's going to be your championship, your, like, everything, right? Yep. So you've got to calm down in your mind and act like, hey, I'm, I got myself prepared for this race. We're going to have fun, and it is what it is. You see all these motorhomes and these these people around when you walk roll into the to the facility. I've been there, dude. I'm in like, oh my gosh, this is a huge race. People are watching me. Now I don't even care. I'm like, uh -huh. whatever, dude. I'm riding a dirt bike. It's a gate drop. Yeah. It is what it is. And this is where I screwed up myself when I was racing Supercross. I'd roll into that stadium and I'd be on the gate. I'm like, I'm in a fishbowl, <laughs> and all these people are watching me. And if I fuck up, they're gonna be like, ha ha, look at that dumbass. He's yeah. crashed or he did this or Kiefer sucks. Like. Yeah. I care too much about what other people and things around me, right? Yep. So then once you learn how to put all of that out, block it out, um, what's the movie with, he's a pitcher and he says something about the mechanism and uh, someone will know and email me because I just sound like an asshole. <laughs> Turn off the mechanism or, or something about the mechanism. It's with Kevin Costner. Oh, for the love of the game, I think. And he, he's a pitcher and he just shuts everything off, yep. right? That's kind of how you need to do it in your race. Yeah. So don't build it up in your mind so much, guys. Like, yep. Just make it another race. Have a goal. And if you do great, awesome. Celebrate it. If you do shitty, learn from it. Yep. Don't give up. Go back again. I mean, that, that's all I can offer you. But I was bummed out that you bailed because we wanted to have a good time with you. Yep. I really didn't give a shit if you won, lost, David beat you. I mean, sure, I'm right. sure you did. But right. like in the grand scheme of things... We didn't care. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know how you work, but adding those kind of pressures to the race, did that hurt you? No. No. No, because I knew, I knew going there that it was 50 50, right? Yeah. I knew like if I got a good start, I could probably manage it. If he got a good start, I probably wasn't going to catch him. Right. So it, it, it is what it is. Like that didn't, there was no pressure from that side of it right the, the pressure was for myself wanting to do right you know good but i mean subconscious maybe that added some pressure you know and that did yeah. that hurt you yeah so you got to know what works right and yeah. what's nice about this is you know what what doesn't work yeah and now well, you, you check that box. we can only go off yeah exactly <laughs> so so anyway that's you have anything else to say no um i mean other than Thank you guys for, you know, support. And yeah, I mean, it's, cool. uh, it's, 
the thing about my show and, and how we do this whole media side of things is like when this came about, I'm like, dude, this is shit that I've felt before. So I know for sure other people have felt this and it's nice to have a therapy session, right? you know, air quotes to get this off the chest, to talk about it, to know like, Hey, it happens to everybody, man. Yep. Especially when you're older and you have things that you could lose, you think more about that side of things, but you've got to turn some of that off when you go racing and know that you're doing the right things. And you're going to have the fucking whammies sitting on your shoulder wanting to go, hee, 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 you suck, you need to get off this, but you need to go, bing, bing, flick those fuckers yeah. off and move on. Yeah. I wanted to go back to Glen Helen to us today, too. Today. Like, just right I, in the mud. I do. <laughs> if it wasn't raining, I would have went there today just yeah. just to go seal that off. Yeah. Like, I, I would have loved to have, I'll rent that track on Monday and tell them, don't touch it. Yeah. Well, I've been there. And turn my lip pro on and go do laps and go, there you go, man. There you I've had Honda testing three days, raced the whole weekend at vet race, and I had to be there Monday morning. Yep. The track was just a bomb. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah. Horrible. But I, I would take, like, that's my whole thing. Like, I would take that track on right now. Yeah. With, like, me and my five buddies on it. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Because I'm not worried about stuff. I can move all over the place. But when you there have. There are things were just, things were happening fast. And I'm yeah. just like. How do I, like, how do I just stop it? Just stop. Yeah. Let me get in line. And <laughs> That's the thing about and racing. And we keep going. When you race, no one gives a shit. Yeah. You got to be creative. You got to pass guys. You got to put yourself in good positions. And when you don't, yeah, things are a lot different in the mid-pack, man. Yep. It's, it sucks. I have, yeah. I have the welts on my chest to prove it. Yep. Like, it sucks. So, yeah. um, you guys want to talk more about this subject? Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Hit me with an email. Um, you know, tell me a story. If you got similar situation, uh, Eddie, Eddie's going to have Eddie at KieferIncTesting.com. That should be up next week. But in the meantime, what is your email address? Uh, E-D-L-A-R-E-T at Yahoo.com. So if you guys want to uh, tell, tell a story or two or just say, hey, man, I know what you're talking about. Or, you know, maybe if you guys have some kind of uh, – bright light in your brain about another show that we should do that we haven't really covered. So, uh, yeah, our door is open over here at Kiefer Inc. Testing. And uh, same thing goes for when we're at the track. If you want to come by and say hi, we're available. Um, you can hit up Heather at KieferIncTesting.com if you're looking for some merch. And if you're a young guy, that's a basket case, Aiden at KieferIncTesting.com if you like SC1 and you want to spray the shit out of the brakes. I'm sure he'd love to hear about that. Um, so, yeah, it's a good thing you weren't there yeah. on Sunday. Because my man over here just went ham on the David Martinez spray <laughs> and just fucking overspray went all into my pad. <laughs> they just sucked, sucked it right up. So, yeah. Oh, good times, though. Good times. At least you'll be able to talk about that years going forward. You can tell uh, your uh, your kids about how you screwed your, your dad over. Yep. You screwed Grandpa over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, all right. Thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for supporting these advertisers that support my show. I really appreciate it because they are the ones that keep this thing up and moving. They are the backbone. Uh, thank you to Heather for everything that she does for for us, Aiden and I, and all of my buddies over the vet weekend. This was probably the last vet kind of podcast that we would do until next year, so we are all vetted out <laughs> and uh, look forward to riding in this rain. So, you guys try to email me the next couple days, chances are high that I will not get back to you. 
for at least 48 hours because I'm going to go burn some gas the next couple days. So thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next week.